ladies and gentlemen, we're just moments away. That's the biggest night in the history of this great organization. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Hey, yo. Smart marks. What's a smart mark? A mark with a high IQ. Back in town, and we ain't in town to mess around. To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here, I'm the man. That's hard time. Yeah. And what they're gonna do when Hulkamania in the largest part of the world runs wild on you? Rest in peace. You just made the list! It's heating up here! There's a slop drop! I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. If you're the man, what the rock is cooking! Two, a slot drop. Welcome back, everybody, to the slot drop. This is Nathan Rogers at Woopig Sumo on Twitter, and joined as usual by the co-host David McBee, the Loose Cannon. Hey, man, I am so glad to be on the show this week because this is a show that's going to be truly epic. We are joined by professional wrestling royalty tonight. The one and only Miranda Gordy live here on the Slop Drop. The Bad Street Beauty, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, Miranda, we know you've lived in the business all your life, but how long have you actually been in the wrestling business, actually performing? Um, actually, I started, it's almost been a year. August 5th um, was the first show that I was a part of. Um, now, well, I say that before that, I did like a little um, – kind of spot uh up in sherman texas like 2015 i think um it was just like a one-time thing and i wasn't really interested in the business but uh um buddy's son had come down and he had some matches and so i helped with that but uh, august 5th will be like my one-year anniversary that i really started to uh want to be a part of the show well, Miranda, you know, you grew up in the world of professional wrestling, but, you know, what kind of ultimately made you decide that, you know, hey, this is the kind of path that I want to go down? Um, every time um, anyone asks that, I just, I, I'm always like, um, you know, the part in Forrest Gump where he's like, I just felt like running. Like, <laughs> this, <laughs> right, that's just one day. Um Honestly, uh, what happened is someone invited me to a show. Um, the Von Eric boys were in Dallas. And so I went to that show and 
there was, you know, a lot of people were just like really happy to see me and the boys were super nice and um, the show was really good. And I'm like, okay, this, this is kind of interesting. Um, you know, I, I might want to be a part of it. And so I kind of, you know, looked into it and asked some of my wrestling friends like, Hey, you know, what, what can I do? Can I train? Can I like, what can I do to be a part of it? And they're like, why don't you be a manager? Cause people would still love that. You'd still get to be a part of it, but you're not actually like wrestling. And so, um, I started managing and I had a friend that, uh, you know, he, he, uh, booked a show and he, I just, um, just felt literally just felt like doing it one day. Like, you know, like you said, I've always been a part of it. It's always just kind of been there. So I don't know what happened. Just woke up one day and was like, eh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you mentioned uh, Buddy Roberts Jr. and the Von Ericks. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see all these second generational wrestlers come out. You just said something that another second generational star, Tessa Blanchard, recently said uh, she really had no interest, but one day she just woke up and said, I think I want to do it. And she just picked up the ball and ran from there. And, and obviously she's very successful now. But uh, other than your father, was there any other wrestlers that stood out or maybe inspired you, you know, growing up? Um, I mean, of course, you know, like uh, Michael and Buddy, they're like family. And so they're all three of them, my biggest idols. Um, but <laughs> as a girl, as a young girl who watched um, – the WWE in the Attitude Era, it would be China. Like, I loved her so much as a kid. Um, I just thought she was such a badass. Like, because she was a girl, but she could, you know, hang with the guys. And I thought she was pretty, and and I just liked her style. So I think China, um, and really someone that I look at now, I think Charlotte Flair is doing a wonderful job. I like, uh, I look at a lot of her stuff too. So both of them women, um, I think, you know, they're, those are probably my two biggest. Well, now Miranda, you know, do you have a, you know, specific school or training center or a specific trainer that you've really been working with, especially in the last year? Uh, yes, I am, um, pretty much exclusively training under Knight Davis, which he ran a promotion called XCW out of Denton, Texas. Um, and they used to be on TV. Um, and he had an Institute called the XCW Institute. And, um, it's more of a personal thing than a school now. Like he had a school. Um, but he came back, you know, I, I talked to my friends. I was like, I want to start training, doing matches. And he kind of came out of retirement to help me and, um, lead me through the business. Um, I'm also, I've also been working with Tom Howard who used to, um, train and work with people. And he's worked with some big names like John Cena and Samoa Joe. And, um, like he did, he trained Jack Black for Nacho Libre, which I think is so cool. I tell everyone about that. So I've been working with him as well. Now, in high school, you know, because, like, the gore that you gave Niles Plonk, you know, Plonk, 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 let's out. get it right. Plonk, right, <laughs> I better get it right or he'll get after me. But, you know, like, the spear you gave him at the last MSW show, that was a great spear. And, you know, you look like you had a lot of athleticism uh, when you were up in the ring. Now, were you an athlete in high school? 
Not in high school. Um, growing up, like elementary and middle school, let's see, I did ballet. I've taken taekwondo and um, swim team. I was in the swim team in middle school. And then uh, high school, not really. I wasn't really interested in that. I actually um, geared more towards art. So, um, but yeah, I've always been athletic and, you know, always liked working out and having fun and being outside and, and playing sports. I just never did it like on a team or, or, you know, professionally or anything like that. So, so I know you get asked this all probably been asked this a million times, but what was it like growing up as a daughter of wrestling legend, WWE hall of famer, Terry Bam Bam Gordy? There's definitely positives. There's, you know, been some negatives. Um, I had a really good childhood, I think. Um, it was different is a good word to say. It's definitely different than the average, you know, because um, at the time when I was a kid, my dad was going to Japan. He was doing the tours. And so he'd be gone three weeks and home three weeks. And um, but he was a good dad. Like when he was there, he was definitely there. So and it was fun. Like I saw him as my dad. Um, and so it was it was kind of cool to go out and people would be excited to see him. And I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, people are treating us really nicely. And I, I liked it. <laughs> now, I've, there's, there's I've, always the negatives that come with like with being known like that. Like it's cool for people to enjoy your presence. But then sometimes it's a little overwhelming, especially well, for him. I could tell sometimes. Well, I met you. uh at an event months ago and I shared with you uh, we're talking about growing up and dads and childhood and memories your dad will always be a part of one of my childhood memories uh, my parents divorced when I was young and my, my dad passed away a little over a year ago we didn't have a whole lot in common but he got me hooked on professional wrestling and one thing I will always cherish is our wrestling memories together when I was about five years old we went to an event at, it was a place called Dog Patch USA uh, it was a, an amusement park in Arkansas. And the fabulous Freebirds took on Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Ted DiBiase, and Terry Taylor. <clears throat> there were single matches first, and then the main event was a six-man tag. But anyway, Michael comes out getting heat from the crowd like he always does. And, you know, P.S. did – he wanted everybody to know that stood for purely sexy. Well, my dad was calling him P.S. as in Prissy Sissy. And, of course, they were going back and forth. And security then was not like it is now. There was like a little – a rope basically uh, separating the ring from the crowd and uh michael was doing his heel thing getting some heat and i thought my dad was gonna go over the rope but standing behind michael p.s hayes was this mountain of a man terry bam bam gordy giving my dad the stink eye and i, I was five years old and i was like uh, dad i don't think that's probably wise thing to do and i don't remember what diffused it but anyway i will always remember that moment that i, I shared with my dad and because of your dad yeah and I love hearing stuff like I think that's my favorite part of the business so far is just um hearing all like the really good emotions and good stories that people that my dad could provide for people so and I've heard nothing but good things um and and I like that. Like that's if that's all I get out of this, that is totally enough for me. Because unfor you know, unfortunately, my dad passed. I was eleven, 
And so even though he was there and I have a ton of memories, it's like I was 11. So I didn't really have that much, you know, so, so just having that, it's, it's kind of like helps me heal. And it just reminds like, Hey, you know, he was this really awesome. He was more awesome than I would ever know by myself, just hearing other people say it. Uh, he, he was definitely awesome. And not only, you know, he's known for his just brutality in the ring, but a lot of the promoters around the country, they blackballed the Freebirds. And the reason why is because we done wrapped too many cheers around people's heads. So you know, it's like this. I ain't gonna stand out here and say that we're the greatest wrestlers in the world. And I ain't gonna stand out here and say that we're the worst. But I am gonna say that we can swing a cheer better than anybody in professional wrestling today. He was amazing on the mic. His promos, I've been watching them all week long, and I'm like, man, he. everybody talks about how good he was in the ring, but his promos were excellent. Let me tell you something, boy. You got something that don't belong to you. It belongs to me. It's something that I've worked long and hard for. And ain't no West Texas punk gonna come and steal my title away from me like that. Because you know what's gonna happen? All hell's gonna break loose, boy, because you might have been a heck of a football player at West Texas State. But you're with the big boys now. And you got something that belongs to Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And that's the universal heavyweight title. Like I said, Ted DiBiase, I worked long and hard for it. And ain't you or nobody else going to take it away from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he was just like... He was born to wrestle. That was his, whatever he was, he was put on this earth to do it. So he started very young, um, dropped out of school and started training at 13 because he was already six foot five. Um, I don't think that he did really well as far as like, you know, school subjects. And so he was, he was born to be an athlete. And I think the the wrestling world, is is you know what he geared toward and he was just a natural so he was born to do it well miranda you know today's product as you mentioned right now is is it's such an exciting time with you know uh, you have women main eventing wrestlemania so there's so much going on you know do you watch any of the current product product and if so what do you like or don't like about some of the things that they're doing today um it's definitely different from I watch it a lot, you know, to keep up with it. Um, it's different from what I grew up with, obviously. Um, they've calmed down a lot. I think um, I definitely love the fact that women are more treated as, as athletes uh, versus how back in kind of the attitude era, they were just, you know, pretty faces and hot bodies and, boobs and ass and stuff like that i think now we have actual athletes not that now the women are gorgeous still obviously but they're they're just treated as athletes like the guys 
And I think it's a good time for women's wrestling. Um, you know, it's everyone's becoming more progressive with it, which is another reason I think that it's a good time for like people like Tessa or myself to, to really shine, you know, cause I think Tessa's a, a wonderful athlete. I watch some of her stuff too. So I think she does a good job. Um, and so that's what I like about it. Um, as far as like, I guess maybe a negative, there's no real like characters that totally stick out. Uh, Charlotte Flair does a really good job. Um, who else? We just had the, the Bray Wyatt guy. He had a really good entrance um, this week. And so that's really good, but there's no one that really like you had the stone colds and the undertakers and they were like more characters so that's kind of what I miss and what I think a lot of people miss. We got spoiled with the Attitude Era. so. <laughs> oh, I agree. It looks like they're leaning towards going back that direction. Uh, Which would be great. I'm excited if they do. So. so so we're talking about WWE. Your brother, Ray, actually had a pretty good run a few years ago. He was tag team with Luke Gallows now, who's in the club. What is he up to these days? And. What was it like, you, your brother and sister growing up? Was there much wrestling going on in the house? Um, <laughs> well, Ray uh, Ray is an officer in Georgia now. Like, he's a police officer, and he was on, like, the SWAT team and um, I think specifically the drug task force. So he went from wrestling to, um, you know, being a, a good part of the community. So um, he enjoys it. He likes it. I stayed with him. I made like a little trip to Georgia like two months ago. I stayed with him and Michael and he really likes it. It's a good fit for him. Um, as far as wrestling, it was his passion. Um, I've tried to talk him into like, you know, maybe coming back a little bit and he's thought about it. So maybe one day we'll see him back in the ring. Um as far as growing up with wrestling, yes, there was some wrestling in the house. Now, my brother's 10 years older than me, <laughs> so um, there, was, there was some wrestling, more of me and my sister doing stuff uh, to the point where my dad was like, hey, maybe we shouldn't watch wrestling tonight because um, you're getting too good with the moves. <laughs> no, uh, we, would, we would imitate stuff and... Um, you know, as kids, we don't know what we're doing. So it's like, hey, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, Miranda, when, when we got a chance to visit you at uh, the Mid-States Wrestling, you know, you were a manager uh, that event. And now, you know, the new the next event that's coming up, you're going to be competing in the ring. You know, we noticed you're starting to get, you know, gradually you're getting a little more active in the ring. I mean, are, are you looking to transition to eventually a full-time wrestler? Oh, yes. I am in the middle of the transition right now. So I am starting, I'm, you know, going to start doing the matches and um, like single stuff and, and transition from the manager role into actually doing matches and wrestling. Well, you mentioned your sister, you know, the WWE has a women's tag team division now. I, I, I think I have an idea. Right. Um, if she was interested, then absolutely. I would absolutely make her my tag partner. And I definitely think we would go a lot of places with that. Um, that's if she's ever interested. And, you know, people are always like, oh, you and your brother should tag team or even um, Buddy Jr., which 
you know, he was wrestling and he was doing matches for a long time and he kind of took a break and cause it's, it's, you know, easy to get burnt out on some stuff sometimes. And I think he's trying to get back into it. So we might see him and I do some stuff, some cool stuff in the future. Um, right now I'm so low. If my sister ever wanted to do it, um, I would absolutely like bring her in and, and we would do big things together. Uh, you mentioned Buddy Jr. I saw you recently did some work with Brian Pillman Jr., who gave our show a shout-out not long ago, so appreciate that. And uh, you also mentioned Michael P.S. Hayes. What is your relationship with him now? You know something, baby? The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town, and we ain't in town to mess around. Michael has, I mean, he's always been a part of my life, of course. He was like, I call him Uncle Michael. So he... Um, has always been there. He was uh, my godparent growing up. And um, when my father passed, he kind of, you know, took it upon himself to be a positive male influence in my life, like the closest thing to a dad that I have. And he said that he's always like, you know, I'm like, like, I'm, I'll never be your dad, but I can be close. I can be whatever you need. And so that's what he is. He's, um, like I just talked to him and I'll ask him for advice. Of course, I'm just getting started in, in his world. This is like his world. This is right. his specialty. And so, you know, he's super proud of me and um, I ask him for advice and um, cause he knows definitely what he's talking about. Oh, I, I, <laughs> so, think, he's one yeah. of the, I think he's one of the greatest brains in the business. Uh, you know, we oh, still, absolutely. still doing so, stuff. Yeah, I'm really lucky to have that. Like I have some of, um, you know, some of the best minds behind me. So, um, yeah, but he's he that's what he is to me. He's my he's my Uncle Michael, but he's he's in the dad role. Well, uh, speaking of Uncle Michael, you know, we hear a rumor that he actually still owes you and your sister a new boogie board. You want to elaborate anything (laughs) on that? Yeah, so <laughs> um I always joke with him about that whenever um cuz he's so funny. It's never uh, a boring time and like we'll get sassy with each other. I'm like, "Hey, you still owe me a boogie board." You know, um so one time we went to Pensacola, Florida, and we just got uh, a brand new boogie board, and of course, we didn't know what to do with it. Uh Uncle Michael's like, "Let me show y'all how this is done." He jumps right in the water on it. Of course, he's like a six foot, whatever tall dude, like <laughs> 250 pounds, breaks it in half. We never get to do anything. Gets right out of the water, doesn't miss a beat. Like hands, you know, me one half and my sister one half, keeps walking. <laughs> like, yep, I just did that, but I don't care. <laughs> I could actually visualize that happening as he was telling that story. Yes. So there's, uh, we have like a bunch of fun little stories like that. Just, you know, little G stories. Everyone always asks for free bird stories. I'm like, of course I don't, I don't have anything like that. I wasn't around for that. And that's probably really good. Cause the bam, bam slam put you down, didn't it? That's right. You know, we tell them boys not to come messing with us, you know, messing with us in our own backyard, and they come messing with us, and look what happens. Yeah. Come on and mess with us again if you want to. Come on back to our backyard again. We're here for one thing and one thing only, and we'll go through you or anybody else to get it. 
So, because <laughs> I was a kid. So, um, yeah, people are like, oh, tell us some of them party stories. I'm like, I was like three. So it's really good that I don't have any. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I have all the good kind of heartfelt uh, family time stories, like the boogie board. And uh, we, he took us Goonie golfing and none of us, he was like on uh I think we wrote down like 42 and then we had to leave. Like he couldn't get in the hole. Like he hit it 42 times trying to putt it. And he's like, okay, we got to get to dinner. Let's just go. <laughs> Did he ever do the, the famous strut in public? Oh, that is regular. That's on a regular basis. So that's just us going, you know, to go get some groceries or something. So <laughs> well, always. His- his choice of wardrobes are all, seem to always be interesting too. Yeah, and it's it's for the you know the Hall of Fame and WrestleMania, and I mean it's Michael Hayes. There's never a boring moment, so why not have the most outlandish suits? Because who's going to say otherwise, right? Who's going to tell Michael Hayes that he can't dress like that? Well, Miranda, what what all do you have coming up? you have any bookings or any events coming up you want to tell the folks about? Yeah. um, Well, right now, of course, the um, SWE – or not – no, okay, I have an SWE show. It's in um, Canton, Texas, August 24th. Um, It's going to be a really big show. There's a lot of really great talent on the show. Um, And then the Mid-States Wrestling – um in Missouri it's in Springfield I believe and uh this a tag match kind of going back from the last show and um you know with Niles Plonk and Belvedere and um me and Brandon are gonna tag team them and hopefully kick their butts well Miranda if people are interested in booking you uh how can they book you and how can they contact you um, I'm on all social media and I run it. So, you know, everything that I'm sent, I get, which is good. I run my stuff. Sometimes it's not so good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, through Facebook, you know, Facebook messenger, everything's under Miranda Gordy. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, there's, uh, links to, each one of the pages on the pages and uh there's a links to like the the etsy shop which has merchandise so all the social media i'm on that you can just message me through there you mentioned the msw show uh, coming up in august in springfield missouri that's a few hours away from where we live we plan on making that trip do you have any uh special messages for mr Plonke and belvedere um i guess bring it <laughs> Mr. Plunk. Well, I think the battle lines are being drawn, but I, see uh, I, got, one, I got one last question I'm going to throw out real quick, and uh, this might be a little bit different, but Miranda, maybe tell us something maybe the fans don't know about you. What's something about Miranda that that might be a surprise to everybody? I, you know, a question I get asked a lot, I guess, would be like hobbies. Like, I love horseback riding. Like that's, I know that's kind of random. Um, that's what I do like in my spare time is I have a horse. So, uh, I guess kind of something that people don't know. You can look on my Facebook and know that, um, that's what I do horseback riding and just hang out. Well, Miranda, we're really excited. That MSW show that you were at last time, it was sold out standing room only. 
I mean, there was a, you know, they were having to turn people away at the doors and it's looking like this is going to be another huge event for MSW up in Springfield. I'm super excited. I loved the show last time. I had a good time and I'm so looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be a great show again. Can't wait. They've said we're excited for that show. We're also excited to see where you decide to take this because the sky's the limit. I know you've had a very busy and probably an emotional week this week. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right. I guess that wraps it up. We, again, we appreciate it. We thank you and looking forward to seeing you. All right. Thank you so much. Goodbye and good night.